Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcome by equipping people to manage and embrace change. Um, today's episode, I have an amazing guest. Um, <laughs> Michael Sherlock is with us and on my website, you will have her bio and links to how you can get in touch with her. But I wanted to have the entire 30 minutes for us to talk about her and what she's doing and how she's going to bring you some tips, strategies, and actionable items that will help you to get ready to shock your potential. Welcome, Michael. Well, thank you, Keisha. It's such a pleasure to be here. And I love it, you know, for anybody who's just listening, they probably didn't know why you were laughing in the beginning. I'm just doing crazy stuff over here because I'm like, woo, we're going, we're talking. Yeah. We're having a party over here. Um, it, is, it is really great to, to have you as a guest. I was a guest on your podcast a while ago. I think it's been over, over a year. Um, I think it's been about two years. Yeah, it's been about two years. And um, Michael is one of these people that when you connect with her and you listen to her, there's all of this energy and there's all of this excitement. And then when you get on a show with her, it's like a whole different ride. So when we've had these different conversations, it's been amazing to me because there's so much that you're willing to share. There's so much that has gone on with your journey. And in this day and age of people wanting to show up fully and wholly and authentically, I could think of no other person than you um, to be the example for that. I mean, like right now, you guys can't see this. You'll see it on my YouTube channel because I'll post the video, but she's got blue hair. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> you cannot, and it wasn't blue the last time I saw you either. <laughs> no, it changes all the time. And in fact, we actually added two different greens and two different blues. So for uh, anybody who's watching, we added a brand new green and a deeper green and so then some pulled over. Yeah. So you, it's always different. I just got it done again yesterday. So I feel like a brand new woman again. Uh, you know, they, they always <laughs> say if, if you, the way you can tell that a woman is going through a, cha a major change is when she changes her hair. So, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's, a, that's a tip off right there. But tell well, and that tells you every six to eight weeks, I'm going through a change. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and given what I know about you, there's always something new on the, on the other end of that. But just talk a little bit about um, your journey and how you got to this, this point of really being interested in getting people to shock their potential. You know, I've been asked this question a lot lately in a lot of different formats. I've also been doing a lot of media interviews, so it's coming up, but just people in random conversations are like, why is this important to you? And so it's really gotten me to reflect even more, probably the last six months or so, you know, I look back on my, my career and then I look back on my life and both personally and professionally, there's always, I've always been excited about what my own potential would be. Mm -hmm. You know, what could I achieve? What kind of things could I just dream up and then go do? And I mean, it wasn't like, you know, climbing mountains kind of things, um, or jumping off cliffs, although I have done that. Um, that was terrifying, but, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> but it's more about, you know, how many times do we hold ourselves back, you know, and, and we really think about, you know, what we can't do, our limitations. And I really want people to think, 
about breaking through that. And just the other day, I was starting to work on a new speech and I was remembering a time when I was, uh, there was a position that I really, really wanted and it was early in my career and I had enough experience that I could have applied for it. I was operating as if I was an, um, uh, like a vice president of a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. I already ran four of the divisions there. Uh, it was something I was you know, passionate about. It was well-known in my community. And the YWCA had an opening for the executive director position. And in my town, it was a small town. So it wasn't like trying to be you know, the head of a huge agency somewhere else. And I remember talking to one of the most important people in my life at that time. And I said, this job is open. I'm going to apply for it. And that person said to me, why even try? You'll never get it. Oh, wow. And I remember thinking, oh, maybe I won't. So I never applied for it. And you know, I'm not so mad at that person anymore because I I understand now, you know, the dynamics of why that was said, why that statement was told to me, because there's a lot of baggage that comes along with some of those people in your life. But what really bothers me now is that I believed it at the moment and I allowed that to change my action. And yet five seconds earlier, when I said, I'm going to apply for it, I know I have a great shot. I believed I could. Mm -hmm. But in one sentence, I believed I couldn't. And that has really sparked me personally and professionally throughout my career to say, screw it, go for everything. And you're not always going to make it, but that's okay. You don't have to. But if you stop yourself before you even try, because what's in your own head, Mm -hmm. regardless of who put it there, you keep it there. We got it. We have to clean that stuff out in order to start fresh and start new. And so maybe to your point, you know, every six to eight weeks as I'm sitting down in that, you know, that hair styling chair with my gal and I go, what do you think we should do? Sometimes I come in with ideas. Sometimes she does. Sometimes we make it up as we go along, but it's always different mm-hmm. because I like knowing that I can always pivot and be something different any moment if I choose to. You know, I love what you say about knowing that you can always pivot and be something different. And I have gone through a lot of pivots um, in my life. And I was doing a um, an interview and um, a few days ago. And one of the things that they asked me was, what is it about your life that you think equips you for what you're doing now? Because when I talked to you a couple of years ago, I was focused a lot on you know, um, helping small businesses and entrepreneurs and, and working on, you know, on, on that kind of thing. And now I've kind of morphed into this whole thing of facilitating outcomes by helping people, you know, be equipped for change. And Mm -hmm. I looked at her and I said, you know, my life has been a masterclass in change. You know, I have gone through, you know, um, medical issues and financial issues and, and, you know, and, and all of this stuff and natural disasters and everything. And I think one thing that holds us back is that we believe the old stories. Yes. We believe the past of this is defining me now because this is what happened and what I was. Not recognizing that you can control what you're going to be five minutes from now. You make a decision yes. and say, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. The old stories don't have to stay there. They only do when we continue to copy them over to the next pages. Yep. And I think that, and and I love the way you talk about shocking your potential because nobody talks about shocking the potential. They talk about (laughs) living up to your potential and embracing your potential. And, um, but I think this notion of shocking even your potential goes beyond what most people are even willing to think is possible. So how did you move to that? Like me, I know you're like, you were on the line, but now you're like completely <laughs> over. You know, I'm there. When I, when I sat down, when I, you know, made the change from, you know, going from corporate America, which is kind of a funny statement to say anymore, because I still work within corporate America. It's just different. But when I left a corporate position to start what I'm doing now, and I was sitting down with somebody to talk about my brand and, and, you know, what I was going to look, you know, what it was going to look like, what it was going to say. And, you know, I originally actually thought I was just going to have like a logo that was, you know, with my name on it, just like mm-hmm. you know, my little mug there. Right. This was like a freebie thing from, you know, Vista Print. Right. Trying to get me to buy more of them. My favorite mug. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, look, here's, here's the thing. I deal with really serious business issues, mm-hmm. but Clearly, I'm not always that serious. I'm serious in what I deal with and how I talk about it, but I want to do it in a way that's fun. And I often shock people. I shock them with my hair color. I shock them with my name being Michael. I shock them because I'm very direct. You know, when I'm dealing with change management issues, for instance, like you do, I ask, like I know you do, very direct questions Mm -hmm. that sometimes make people go, what? And it's that sense when we finally came up with the concept of shock your potential, I went, wow. I mean, that's really it. I help people reach their potential, but sometimes you got to shock them Mm -hmm. to get them to move. And I often think about, you know, it's, it's that, that concept of, you know, you see somebody in cardiac arrest, they, their body is in distress. They're physically perhaps dying. Mm -hmm. And the act of shocking them with the paddle can bring them back to life. And often when people come back from those experiences, they go on a completely different path Mm -hmm. because they know, wow, I was so close to the end and now I want to live my life differently. You know, professionally, we're doing it to ourselves all the time. How many times are people in a job they don't like or a job they do like with things they don't like about it. So then they think, well, I have to leave because I don't like my new boss or mm-hmm. I don't like the way this co- company's going or I don't like our new policy. And so it becomes a, either I stay here and wither or I have to go back out and try and find something new. I want people to think about the fact that you can reinvent yourself in any situation at any time. Mm-hmm but you have to choose to, you have to consciously choose to. And that's where I started saying, okay, well, what does it really mean then? If I want to shock my potential, what does that really mean? And how do I, how do I do it? And how do I start? And so the fun of that is now, um, as I get ready to release my third book in September, it is finally called Shock Your Potential. So after two (laughs) other books, my final book is going to, or my third book, it'll be called Shock Your Potential. And in it, I really try and talk about the strategies I've used, especially throughout my career, but to build my business now Mm -hmm. and how I try and keep it going. And I'm not saying I'm hundred percent perfect on all these things, but it really is a strategy that's worked for me. So I'm happy to share it if you'd like me to. And, and, and we can get into more of that because that that's exactly the type of thing that I do. And 
with this this podcast and, and part of the reason I called it Mindset to Mastery is because I realized that 100% of our issues, our problems, our um, uh, lack of drive, lack of motivation, you know, 100% of the issues we have starts in the mind. And when you talk about shocking your potential and, and that whole thing of in one split second with one sentence, you went from, I'm going to apply for this job because I think I'm great and I'm going to get it to, wait, should I apply for this job? And then yes. you come with all these reasons why you shouldn't. And all of that happens in between our ears. And so with this podcast, I started talking to people about how you change your mindset, you master your success, you change your mindset you change your life, you change your mindset, you create your success, you change your mindset and your perspective changes. And now, yes. like you were talking about, the job that you're saying, oh my gosh, I don't think I can stay here because of these one or two things. Now bringing a different perspective, I don't need to move the job, I need to change these one or two things or change the way I think about these one or two things. And exactly. I think that we are, we've become so accustomed to things being an extreme. It's either or, you know, I can't work within the system. I can't try to change my outlook or change what I'm doing. I have to change my scenario or my situation or, you know, my location. And, yes. and all of these tales I find of people doing these drastic changes. And I tell them, I said, well, you know, the one person that always goes with you <laughs> in any change happens to be you. <laughs> So if you're always having to switch jobs or you're always in a bad relationship or you're always, you know, if it's an always situation. What's the common denominator? Right. What's the common denominator? <laughs> Maybe it's you. So when you, and of course you, you know, you finally get to your third book when you talk about actually shocking the potential. Um, what are some of the things that you've learned and the lessons that you've learned? Because I mean, your career and, and I love how you have pivoted and been able to make this space your own? A couple different things. I think it's a, first of all, back to what you're saying, it's absolutely my mindset. And I, you know, when I first started this new journey of building this training company, and, and now when people say, what do you do? I say, I own a global leadership training company. And I also deal with sales and customer experiences and those things as well, because my background is in sales leadership. But I really believe that I build leaders and I do it on a global level. I've been very fortunate to work um, at, on many different global platforms and more to come. But when I was first making the steps of this, I wasn't really sure exactly where I wanted to go. But what was more important is that I kept having those doubts creep back in. And I'd like to say that that, you know, 20 something Michael, um, who first heard, no, you can't apply for that position because you'll never get it. I'd like to say that that moment never happened again in my career or my personal life. I'd like to say, you know, that was the last time I ever let any negative, uh, thoughts into my headspace, but that's not true. In fact, it's something that I've struggled with my entire life. And I know that, um, it, it's uh, something many people face. And I actually face it on a level of depression. And I've struggled that with that through my life. But I found ways to um, help myself through that without um, medication, which is fine for people who need medication. I, I firmly believe in it. For me, it wasn't uh, 
something that worked well with my anatomy. Mm -hmm. So I found ways to eat better, to sleep better, all those things improved. But what I really, when I've learned the most over the last two years, especially, is that I needed to find mindfulness Mm -hmm. and I needed to find that space to create in my head so that no longer would I hear what I think I can do this and hear you can't do that and immediately switch. I had to find that space where I could go, whoa, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to go with this? Don't react. Breathe. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Think. And then pivot if you need to. And so mindfulness has been now a part of my practice. In fact, I've, if you saw on my wall here, um, I another book that I have in the works, I have a couple actually, it's going to be called The Year of the Gold Star. So on October 4th of 2017, I realized that on days where I meditated, I exercised for at least 30 minutes and I wrote in my journal, I was way more productive and I slept better. And when I slept better, I was more productive. And then I wanted to exercise. And then, and it became this cycle. And I said, on October 4th, I said, I'm going to start this journey and I'm going to see if I can do this for a year. And my first thought was, oh my God, what if I don't do it for a year? What if I mess up? Whatever. And then I'm like, stop it, Sherlock. Let's just see how you do. How about let's get through a day. And in one full year, I only missed 17 stars. And I literally gave myself a gold star. In fact, today in my journal, I still give myself gold stars. One goes in my journal. One goes on my calendar on the wall every time I do those three things. Because that mental space is how I can handle anything. Yeah. And, I and love, that's, that was a long lesson. I wish I learned it much earlier. But I, I love how you, you, you reward yourself. You know, the gold star <laughs> is, is one thing, but I, I don't think we celebrate ourselves as much as we should. And Amen. I think when, when we don't celebrate ourselves and we don't get into this mindset of here are the things I'm going to commit to. And if I commit to that, there's something that's a reward for me you know, for you, it's a gold star, you know, for other people who are, you know, naturally competitive, um, you know, with themselves and they're like, Oh, well, you know, how long can I keep the streak going? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm like that. If I look at something and I say, okay, I'm going to start it here. I need to have that. Okay. I've been doing it for two days. Can I do it for three? Okay. I've been doing it for four days. You know what? It's been a week, you know, and that's how I ended up not drinking any sodas for like 15 years. And girl, you know, and then something happened. And now I'm like, wait, what happened? I never drank this stuff before. <laughs> but I, I love something that you said where you, you think about a thought, you know, when a thought happens, you are mindful of the switch that happens. Yes. And you say, let's not react. Let's breathe. And now let's figure out what's next. And I love to tell people, don't react, respond. Yes. Because when you take a deep breath and sit back for a minute and say, okay, wait, where am I going with this? What does this do? And not get into that spiral of, oh my gosh, it's going to be awful and everything. Mm -hmm. So how long did it take you? Was this a part of figuring out a different way of dealing with the depression? Or was this something where... You just say, I didn't like the way things were going and I needed to figure out what was going to be different. You know, it's a good question. Um, 
I really hadn't ever thought about meditation. And I was inspired by, I, I love to, anybody who knows me loves that I'm a fan of Good Morning, knows I'm a fan of Good Morning America. So regular during the week, on the weekends. And one of the anchors, uh, Dan Abrams, um, uh, he wrote a book called um, uh, 10% Happier. Hmm. And his his whole book, I want to make sure I got that right too. I want to make sure that's who I'm trying to say wrote the book. <laughs> Because that would be bad if I gave the wrong one, but um, the um, the whole concept of of ten percent happier was him learning about the the joys of meditation and how he didn't believe in it before. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dan Harris, not D- Dan Abrams, I knew it was Dan. Jeez, Louise, that, they'll be so bad. Don't tell them. Dan Harris, Dan Abrams is like the uh, lawyer guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, and I remember thinking, you know, he had talked about the fact that he experienced uh, PTSD. And so he was always stressed and he was always like reacting and he was always, you know, he was having trouble, like not, you know, bouncing like a ping pong ball. Right. And as I listened to him, I'm like, that's me. That's been me a lot of my life. You know, um, get things done. Be that first person there. Be the one that has the most energy. Go, go, go. And so I always reacted to things, good and bad. I mean, if something needed to be done, like, yeah, like if, you, if there's a crisis, I can have it fixed right now. And <laughs> I you know what? That can be exhausting. Like yeah. <laughs> and I remember him telling the story about how he ended up having to find this out. Um, was in, in his case, he actually was taking drugs and he had a complete meltdown on national television. Wow. And I'm listening to the truth of his story and listening to how he found meditation, how he was so skeptical of it. And he had to report on it for, you know, a news story and then how it changed his life. And I was like, I'm going to try this. So I read his book. I used his app for a while and I found a different kind of peace. And then I bounced back and forth until I found another app. And I love it when people say, I can't meditate. I just can't do it. And I probably had the same thought in the beginning because I'm like, I can't, what you're really saying is I can't sit down that long mm-hmm. and what, and I can't do it perfectly. Well, what the joy, the greatest joy I've found for meditation is that it's not about doing it perfectly at all. Right. At all. In fact, the joy is celebrating when you know you've screwed it up because when you recognize that you got off track, that's success. And talk about forgiving yourself. It's such a, such a different way to not only praise yourself for good, but to just praise yourself for recognizing when you're not. And um, so over the last couple of years, I've found such great peace. Though I, I mostly do it with an app because it helps me a lot better to have somebody else's head, words in my head. And so I use one called Simple Habits because most of the meditations are only five minutes long. Mm-hmm. I need to get like a cut because I'm always talking about this app. <laughs> I know. You need to like send me a royalty check. Yeah, you need a whole lot of affiliate re- relationships. <laughs> but I guess the, the bottom line with it is, is that, that that headspace and that ability to to turn to what you said, to respond rather than react, mm-hmm. it really came from accepting the fact that I'm a flawed human being and that's okay. Yeah. In fact, I love more than ever now to kind of make fun of myself when there's things that I've screwed up because it gives me a sense of not feeling like I have to chase after the perfection. Mm-hmm. I just have to do what's right. And I don't always do what's right, but 
I try and do it a lot more than I ever did before. You know, something you said, um, and I had to write it down, when you, you praise yourself for recognizing when you screw up. And, and this whole notion of there being a perfect way yeah. of doing anything. Um, and, I, and I think that a lot of times where we're going is that this whole movement towards, you know, diversity, inclusion, belonging, um, you know, having workplaces that are not toxic, um, enabling people to show up fully and authentically is this whole recognition of there is no perfect. Right. There, and, and how many times do we screw up ourselves by saying, oh, you're not the perfect candidate. You can't do that. You're not going right. to get that job. You don't have all the requirements. You don't do, you nobody, I mean, there's this whole notion of perfection, I think that has crippled us to where you've got anxiety and you have depression and you have all of these, and you know, like I, I told somebody before, when it comes to social media, you know, that some of that stuff's not real. You know? <laughs> Most of the stuff's not real. <laughs> You know, and, and like I told, you know, there was, I would look at people's pictures and, and I'm like, you, you don't, what filter is that? Cause you don't look like that. And, and if you disappeared, please don't have people try to use your social media pictures to find you because by the time they get the filters and all of that off, you look nothing like that at all. Which is really funny because I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I um, sometimes at night I use these little plastic strips, you know, that are try supposed to help you with your, you know, your brow things, whatever. I I just don't want to get Botox because if I do, I'll never be able to stop. And and I know a lot of people do, but I just know me, I will never ever be able to stop. But I have a good friend of mine who's a plastic surgeon, and I was doing a book signing, and he looks at me and he pulls me aside. He goes, "Honey, you got to get that." fixed. It's horrible. Wow. <laughs> and I, said, I go, really? I think I still look good. And he goes, well, of course you're beautiful, but come on. But you know, it, it, it's funny when we talk about perception, his, because he's a plastic surgeon, he sees things so much differently, <laughs> you know? And, and I was, I was having this conversation with myself because I talk to myself a lot. Um, and, um, and I answer. So, <laughs> so I, was having this, I was having this conversation with myself about intention and how, when we become intentional and intentionally aware of certain things, then all of a sudden it's like our eyes have become open and we see that stuff all over the place. Yeah. You know, I was, I was driving with a friend of mine and we were trying to find some place to get copies made. And we were like, yeah, we got to drive all the way across town to go to the FedEx Kinko's. And because he was thinking, I need some place to get copies, he passed this place. He's like, wait, there's a digital pl printing place right there. It's like five minutes away from his house. He had never noticed it before. Yep. And I say, it's about our intention. If we're focused on certain things, we're going to see more of that. We're going to notice more of that. It's the same thing when you get a certain type of car or when you buy certain shoes or whatever, then you see that <laughs> all over the place. Otherwise, you don't yep. even notice it. But this, this whole notion of, I think we have to shock our potential to be authentic mm -hmm. and to be kinder to ourselves um, and to be gentler to ourselves and to be more loving um, to ourselves. Because there's enough people out there that are going to try to, you know, 
give you a throat punch and, you know, shove you in a corner somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that the more we are confident to show up fully and wholly and authentically, um, the more we'll be surprised at how much we're able to do. I love your gold star and, and you know, using the app and, and being able to look at what are the tools and resources that I need to help me along this journey. Um, instead of trying to put on our super woman cape and figure we can handle it all because we're just that awesome. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I know you mentioned the book is coming up and, um, and I'm going to have to have you back because you know, the way we go, um, 30 minutes is not nearly enough to have a conversation. Never. Um, but I know you mentioned the book that's coming out. So tell people what else do you have going on and how can they reach you and get in touch with you. And, um, and I know your podcast is going to be starting again soon. And mm-hmm. so give them all the goodies on how they can connect. Well, the easiest way is to find me at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And uh, like my books that you see highlighted in the back, mm-hmm. I have two so far. And uh, there's links to those on my website. So you can find them, you know, pretty much anywhere. I've got something really exciting coming out in uh in some t- I think it'll be May, uh, hopefully by middle May, is I will actually have an app. And uh, so there'll be a lot of different content on there, um, some really fun different uh, things. Uh, the app will be free, but also have an executive version of it. So there'll be um, lots of lots of unique things that I'm going to use to keep in touch with all the people that that follow me, which is is really been growing over the last few years. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, so then my third book, Shock Your Potential, will be out in September, all of them by Amazon or on Amazon. And uh, and a few more things that'll, you know, I'm just going to tease that are coming on the way after that as well. So and this is, and all I can say is that if you follow Michael on social media, connect with her, um, and she's always bringing something new to the table not just that will help you in terms of your own journey, but it's so awesome to see you walk it out. You know, you're not just telling people, this is what you should do. And then, you know, (laughs) you don't do any of it. Um, We're going along with you for the ride and watching as you shock your own potential (laughs) um, to, you know, kind of grow and stretch yourself. And I think it's absolutely wonderful. You have been a joy to know. And I know with our busy schedules, we haven't connected as much as, as we did in the past, but it is so awesome to see what you've got going on and to see how you're, you're um, evolving and growing. And I'm just excited about, you know, I'm marking my calendar for the app coming out and everything. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I have really, really enjoyed working with you and, um, and just getting to know you and, and seeing your journey. So, um, so thank you so much. Thank you. I agree. Ditto right back at you. Hashtag mutual admiration society. <laughs> um, and, and one thing I will tell the, the audience, when I first started getting into doing um, corporate work and, and, you know, really started thinking about, okay, you know, do I want to have this leadership and, um, you know, develop professional development consulting firm. And I contacted Michael and I talked to her and I said, Hey, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going. And she was like, okay, let's have a powwow session. I'll tell you anything you want to know about my journey and what I found. And I'll try to help you as much as possible. 
but it was just how open you were to sharing this is what worked for me, but more importantly, this is what didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And then just being able to say, hey, whatever you need, I've got your back. Um, and I truly, yeah. truly appreciate that because I would not be doing a podcast otherwise. <laughs> You're most welcome. And I think that's what we all need to remember is every time we help each other, we help everybody, including ourselves. Exactly. And on that note, which is an awesome note to end with, um, I will tell everyone, uh, thank you once again for listening and joining in on another episode of Mindset to Mastery. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the Cars Group. Michael Sherlock of Shock Your Potential has been our guest today. Um, You can visit our website at carsgroup.com, K-A-R-S group.com. We'll have links to the episodes as well as a link to Michael and all of her wonderful ways that you can connect with her um, and make sure that you're in position to be able to get her app and to get her book when it comes out later on this year. Um, once again, thank you guys for joining me on Mindset to Mastery, the podcast where we provide you with tips, tools, and actionable items to help you change your mindset and master your success. Until next time, make it a great one. Bye-bye. Yes.